Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Welcome to our Happy House Families podcast. I'm Morgan. And I am Sandy. And we are so happy to be here. Yes, we are. We are continuing um, our topic of ADHD. And today we are going to talk about therapy and different types of therapy. That's right. So we're going to talk about how do you find the right therapist? Okay, I'm just going to do a side note. I love my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) A good therapist can change your life. Okay, so yes, therapy is is awesome. And one therapist might work for a part, and then you might need a new one, It's and that's fine too. Exactly, that's true. Yes, and I will tell you that, for example, when I work with families, when I know that I've brought a child as far as I can bring them, I do let the parents know and have them transition. So I'm also aware of like my skill level and what I'm able to bring to the table when it's time for me to also then exit. Uh-huh. Uh, so don't be surprised if you work with someone who also, you know, says and does the same thing, um, because you know it takes a village, right? Yeah, you know? it's <laughs> so, true. Yes, exactly. So, um, so just want to bring the, up that reality as well. So finding a therapist is super, super important. One way that you can find a therapist is you can go and get support at understood.org. So that's one place that you can go for therapy. And if you are in a crisis, there's actually a phone number we have for you. It's 1-800-273-TALK. So if you're in crisis mode, you can call that number. Once again, it's 1-800-273-TALK. So I think it's so wonderful that there's all these wonderful free resources. Uh It's so much easier now to find a therapist. And you can also do it the old-fashioned way of you know, talking to your pediatrician, talking to your child's teacher, talking to your friends, you know, just your own support net, you know, network, you can start asking around that way. And sometimes I know people feel more comfortable that way when they're getting a referral from somebody that they actually know. Yes. There's, yeah, because then you can, you know, reference back and like, hey, is this person good? Do they show up? And like, you know, how effective has this person been for you? So that's also really important. And... And another thing that you can do is you can contact your university clinic and get on a wait list. And this is actually a really great idea because you have many different eyes looking at your case. And it tends to be uh, cheaper because they'll do it based on income. Exactly. Because sometimes we know therapy can be very, very expensive. Exactly. So once again, that is contacting a university clinic in your area. And again, it doesn't mean that you call and you're able to walk in. Next week, there might be a wait list. So just make sure that you are aware of that. And one of the things that you can say is if there's a cancellation, can I be bumped up? Uh So always let them know that you're willing to take an earlier appointment if somebody cancels. And also, when you do call the university clinic, you usually are going to go through the psych clinic. Um, And then if you want to be tested, you're going to ask for ADHD testing. So that's you call the university, you look them up online, you look up the psych clinic, Mm -hmm. you tell them that you want ADHD testing, and then they will, they'll give you that and they'll 
do the next steps as well. Exactly, that's right. And if you're also looking for a therapist to work with you or your child, you can also contact your insurance company mm -hmm. for a referral list of therapists. And again, you can ask your doctor and, um, and also feel free to ask your therapist for a sliding scale. Yes. That's yes. right. And They're... see what, if they take your insurance, ask as many questions. Don't, don't be shy. Exactly. That is true. Yes. Because, you know, I actually have a sliding scale with my therapist because his hourly rate is something I right now cannot afford. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so feel free to ask these questions and there's no shame. Like there's some therapists, even on their website, will say that they accept sliding scales. So that's another way that you can find out information too. It's mm -hmm. always easy just to leave a voicemail. Um, a good resource for that is, it's called Therapist Finder. And you go to Psychologist Today. That's a really a big magazine. And they look at Psychologist Today slash therapist. And if you look at through your zip code, it'll have ones that are close to you and it'll have ones through your insurance too. So it'll say what types of insurance it uh, they, they take. Exactly. And nowadays there's so many different types of therapy. There's a traditional where you go into the therapist's office and you sit and you talk with the therapist. Mm -hmm. But nowadays you can also do therapy, you know, via texting, via phone call, via Skype. And, you know, so there's a whole digital world now of how you can do therapy. I'm pretty old school. I like to go in and sit down and talk to my therapist because uh -huh. there's, I believe that there's so much more that you can see when you're with a person, you know, just like their body language. Like you get, you know, what do they say? It's like 90% of communication isn't even the words Verbal. that you say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I personally prefer the old fashioned way because for me, it's a richer experience. Um, but I also understand sometimes it might be hard for you to get to your therapist. So there are different ways that people do and work now. Certain people communicate better in different ways. And there's this great website mm -hmm. uh, called BetterHelp. I'm yes, sure you might have seen commercials right. for it. Um, yes. But yeah, they're highly rated and uh, it's all online. Exactly. And I think they have like a monthly fee. And if you need if, it, if, it, if the therapist that's assigned to you doesn't work for you then you can find another one they're happy to um find you a new one yeah that's nice exactly it's just like all in one-stop shopping exactly and then if you would like to supplement your support you can also go online to find peer-to-peer -peer support and i think this is more um i think not for like little kids but yeah. i think more for teenagers and up Sometimes having that peer-to-peer -peer support can really make a difference because then you... Don't feel so alone. Exactly. And then you can relate to someone else that feels like you and then you can re you know create friendships, which will always help. And, of course, there, um, there's medication for ADHD. Uh -huh. And one important thing to remember, which is something that we heard the other day, Morgan, which I really liked, is that pills cannot give you skills. So you can have the medication, but just make sure that you're also supplementing it with getting the skills that you need. So once again, I really love this. I'm going to repeat it. Pills, pills cannot <laughs> give you skills. It's true. That's right. So having the combination is ultimately the best. So, um, so just to say that instead of thinking, oh, if I just find the right medication or the right cocktail medication, then I'm going to be fine. No, no, no. No. So the medication can definitely help, mm -hmm. but it would be best if you also supplemented it with getting the skills that you need. 
Yes. So there's different types of therapy. That's right. Um, and what we were talking about before is kind of uh, what Sandy was saying, the talk therapy. You go into the office and you have that, and that's that really helps with the emotional side of things. Yes. Um, and so you can, you know, because we, we live in our feelings. Like so many times we make choices on our feelings rather than what is logically best for us, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. So, we do live in our feelings, so I think that's important to acknowledge. We do live in our feelings, and we make so many choices based on our feelings. But if you're someone who is not, who has difficulty accepting your feelings or processing your feelings, having this type of therapy really helps because then you can really better self-evaluate and understand where your feelings are coming from so that you can then make choices that would be better for you overall that, that's coming from, at least I'll speak for me, a healthier place. Yes. In a more aware place, a more conscious place, rather than, oh, this triggers my old wound of whatever, so I'm going to, like, hide and make a choice that's not for my benefit, rather than, like, oh, I understand what this feeling is coming from, I'm going to tolerate it, and I'm going to make a different choice that will shift, um, you know, the upcoming years for myself. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) And the the earlier you start to do this, the more ingrained you become with these coping mechanisms. Exactly. That's right. So your thoughts do affect your feelings, and that's why, you know, having this type of therapy is helpful. Yeah, so the, the, I think you're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes, that's right, CBT therapy. Yes. yes, so that's something that can really help for people with ADHD is how exactly how your thoughts affect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then um, another type of therapy, which is always good, and you can ask, kind of do this at home, too, in conjunction with what you're already doing, is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can just get those free apps. Sandy and I both have them. That's right, we do. I have Headspace, and I had um, Aura. What do you have? I sometimes take a class at this place called Unplug. And oh, I also have, yes, um, yes, yes. I've been there. Insight Timer. Okay. And it's it's cool because, I mean, they're all they're free. I think they have ones you can pay for. Yes. You just type in what you want and... Exactly. I want to relax. I want to fall asleep. I'm stressed out. Whatever it is. Exactly. And they, it'll help you. And you can also do it based on time. I only have seven minutes. Mm-hmm. You can do it then, too. I only have 15 hours. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I wish. Um, exactly. So oh, my gosh. something, especially starting at a young age, like practicing deep breathing and that sort of stuff. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then can I give you a quick example? Of so course. one of the... Um, okay. So it's taking me way too long to learn about this deep breathing thing. I wish I learned this when I was a kid. So one of the things that I'll do with kids is I'll call it triangle breathing. So I will draw a triangle, and when we put our finger on top of the triangle and we breathe down, we can exhale. When we go across, we hold it, and then wait, inhale, hold, exhale, right? (laughs) So as your finger is going down, you inhale. When you go across, you hold. And then when you have your finger going up the triangle again, then you exhale. Okay. So that helps. And I've explained to the kids that I work with, I will say to them, when you're really sad and when you're really angry, how does your heart feel? Is it beating really fast? And they're like, yeah, it beats really fast. And then so I explained to them that the reason why we do the triangle breathing is because that slows our heart down so that we can think better. And a lot of kids, I like to explain this to kids. Like some people think, no, just tell them to do the triangle breathing. But I've noticed that the kids give me more credit for actually taking the time to explain the reason of why we're doing this. Yeah. And some of the kids I work with are just so incredibly bright and brilliant, so they want to understand systematically why is Sandy telling me to do this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so we practice that, and 
what I'll do with these, what I'll do with the, um, with my clients is we will practice it together. And they also, their homework is to practice it with their parent. So that becomes muscle memory. So when it's time for them to do the triangle breathing, they remember to do it because you can't just introduce it one time. And then when they're in the heat of the moment, triangle breathing, triangle yeah, breathing, exactly. Triangle breathing. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I will do that with them, like in our session, I'll have them lead it you know, just a few times and then making sure that they practice it at home with their parents. So recently with one of my clients, um, I practiced it with their son. The mom and dad also practiced it with him as well. And he was actually at a birthday party where he was triggered and he was starting to have some emotional dysregulation. And the mom gently reminded him like, okay, remember the triangle breathing you did with Sandy? Like now's the time to do it. Like now this is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that was able, he was able to calm himself down. down and not have a reaction of what he impulsively wanted to do so he stopped himself from behaving in a way that could have caused the situation to be worse that's great that's yes. exactly what you want to happen exactly that's awesome yes so it's and so that's why i tell them this is why we do it because you need to have that practice so in the moment you're able to access it yeah and i like the triangle breathing because it's a good uh, visual exactly and then anywhere they're at it's something that they can um you know do and with one of my little girls that i work with we actually have a triangle on her wall so when she needs to do triangle breathing she can walk over to the wall and do it by herself so she's not always being told when to do it so she's now able to self-monitor and be like okay this is a time for me to walk over to the wall and oh. it's pink that's you know. cute maybe i should have one in my classroom i like yeah this idea. exactly it's pink so okay. it's like inviting <laughs> she's got to choose the color it's so fun exactly yes all right i like that um and then getting back into the types of therapy, uh, before I was a teacher, I used to be called something called a behaviorist, and so I would work one-on-one -on -one with kids, mostly um, on the autism spectrum, just uh, on the autism spectrum, but uh, these behavioral therapists can help with all different types of children and people, and um, so that's something that maybe you can look into. It's through the regional center. Um, and they do provide services that way. And so it's kind of molding and shaping behavior um, and giving the kids tools that they need to succeed at home, in the classroom, and things like that. That's right. Um, yes. And then something that Sandy and I do uh, also are social skills. That's right. Yeah. And so it's a class, a small group usually, and you work on one skill at a time. And it's nice because... Uh, these other types of therapy that we've been talking about tend to be more one-on-one -on -one, and this is great because it's in a group setting mm -hmm. and so they can practice with their peers and that's something you can also look into through the, the regional center. Exactly, that's right. Um, and I just wanted to tie this all with the reminder and it might be a no does Sandy, but I always think it's important to bring it up, is making sure that connection is the most important you know, if you don't feel safe or connected to your therapist, or if your child doesn't feel safe or connected to their therapist, then progress will be slower. You know, so yeah, if you or feel not at all. Exactly, yes. yes. So make sure that you feel a connection to the person that you're working with. It's the most important, I think it's the most important thing, because if you don't feel connection to somebody, you're not going to do well. I'll give the example for of me. I guess no, for example, Morgan, when I was growing up, I always did better for the teachers I liked. Always. Yes. I always just did better. I remember in high school, I had an English teacher named Mr. Oren, 
And like, if he wanted like a five or 10 page paper, I would give him a 25 page paper, you know, cause I loved him. I thought he was great. And I guess really like, I guess overdid it. But, um, but I noticed like, huh, I'm doing this in my history class, but I mean, in my English class, but not for my history class, you know, mm-hmm. and I noticed it was also like who I guess felt more connected to. Yeah. Um, so make sure that when you're finding somebody for your child or for yourself that you feel a connection rather than like, oh, we need a therapist. I found a therapist. Checklist done. Yes. Yes. And so, here are some ways that you might know that you found the right therapist. Good. Is that um, you look forward to going there. Exactly. Uh, you're honest. They yes. make you feel better. That's right. You start a podcast by saying you like your therapist or you love your therapist. <laughs> exactly. They help you grow. And just saying that not every session you might get into certain things that aren't so fun. You're not going to maybe feel better at 100% of the time. This is kind of like an overall thing. Exactly. And usually um, the first session will be an intake and they're kind of just you guys like, are trying to get to know each other. Exactly. Just, the, and why then, are you here? What brings you here? Yeah. Conversation. And then it takes usually two to three sessions to really start to feel, maybe to start to feel a little bit of progress, to start to feel a little better, to kind of know if it's a good fit or not. Exactly. And then I just want to say, you know, change is hard. Change yes. is hard. Even when we're doing change for the betterment of our life, sometimes it can be hard. So just, I think, just accept the fact that change is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a you know negative thing, um, and you know a lot of times we're trying to work on behaviors that are like a knee jerk reaction. So sometimes, so also don't be hard on yourself if you're noticing it's taking you a while to learn a new skill. Sometimes it might be really quick, and sometimes it might take longer. And same thing for your child as well. If you're noticing that you know some you know some lessons are picking up really quickly and other times it might be harder it's just i just think just being a person yeah you know something show yourself compassion exactly show your child your ch- compassion exactly that's right yeah. and the fact that you're you know in it and working on it and acknowledging it i think that's huge yes it is i know so awesome because remember your brain is used to having the same pathways and that's why We have therapy, so we change the different pathways. Yeah, it helps create new neural pathways, and that does take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. Um, And so you got to be, got to be patient with yourself, and you know, taking these steps are definitely going to get you on the right path. Exactly. And one last thing before we sign off, and just remember that progress is not always linear or ever. And just accepting the fact that sometimes it kind of can might look like a little bit like a roller coaster. Progress is not perfection. One of my old coworkers used to Yay. say that. And that's I true. love that one. Yeah, progress is not perfection. You're just yes. as long as you're going forward. Exactly. That is true. Thank you, everyone. All right. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, and tune in next week. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.